TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 411, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm David. I live in Los Angeles and work in TV post-production. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hi, this is Yusan, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. All right, thanks, guys. And this week in the news, we have that the Jane the Virgin star, Jamie Conceal, and creator and the show creator are teaming up again for CBS comedy, which they did not name. Uh, Winona, Winona, <laughs> Winona Earp uh, production has been delayed for season four as the production company is looking for money so that they can actually apparently got renewed, but didn't get a budget or something. Mm. Uh, Netflix orders to series, a show called uh, Firefly Lane uh, named after the book series by Kristen Hanna. Does anybody know that series? Firefly Lane? No? Alright. Uh, Young Sheldon has been renewed for two seasons. That's not a surprise to anybody. Um, Ryan Murphy gets his first Netflix series called Hollywood. It's supposed to go into production this summer, but he hasn't revealed anything about the series, whether it's a drama or a comedy. Uh, LA's Finest production... LA's Finest uh, TV series production was halted due to a car accident where a stunt went wrong and they ran over Video Village, which means that uh, in this particular case, two, the two executive producers of the show were both, both uh, pretty seriously injured. And no word on their condition exactly or what's going to happen, but they were, all, they were just on like the last episode. So most of the show's already in the can. Um, Adrian Grenier... Um, is to star in Sci-Fi's new sh- uh, AI drama. Adrian Grenier. Why did I know? He's from something that I'm blanking on. Entourage. Entourage. There you go. Uh, Night Flyers has been canceled at Sci-Fi, to the surprise of no one. <laughs> what? What show is that? For Night, real? What show? Night Flyer. We were trying. To, we were trying to review it, and none of us got like past episode three. Like it was so bad. I actually got through the whole thing, and what? I wanted. I I wanted to absolutely put my head through the TV after it was finished. It was it was the biggest waste of my time ever. Yes. Well, now it got put out of its misery. Uh, and I, the, I, never appropriate, but I would say there are much more wasteful things that I've watched, but uh, but it wasn't great. <laughs> We'll turn it into a contest. <laughs> uh, Mike Coulter from um, Luke Cage has been cast uh, in the newest season of The Good Fight. So he is moving on. Hey, Good Fight. I could see him fitting in there perfectly. Well, they didn't say what he's doing. Oh, no, I take that back. He's not joining The Good Fight. I read this incorrectly. He joins the Good Fight creators in a new CBS pilot, which oh. I normally don't talk about pilots because they don't necessarily get picked up because I read that incorrectly. Sorry, guys. Um, so let's start off with the shows. Uh, first up, we're going to we're 
we have a lot of shows to go through, so let's do this as quickly as possible. First up, we're going to talk about uh, The Walking Dead, and this episode is uh, lacked any Michonne, so for me, that took about 20 points off the top. <laughs> uh, and it was mainly about Daryl and him trying to interrogate their prisoner, Lydia, who is obviously the daughter of uh, Alpha. The best thing about this episode was the flashbacks and the whole unreliable narrator aspect of it because you realize that her version of the story just kept changing because she was going off of what her mom told her happened mixed in with her own memories of what happened and so the facts were all jumbled. So we got like four or five different versions of the same event and because her story just kept changing. You're like, what the heck is going on? And then she finally realizes, like, even herself, she realizes that her mom had lied to her all these years and that her mom was a terrible person, not her dad. And it all just kind of, like, came out. Like, that part I thought was good. Henry, however, is an idiot and should not be allowed to even play with matches. Like, <laughs> he is dumb as rocks. And I know people are like, well, he's a teenage boy and he likes the girl, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but this teenage girl is part of a group that's killing people including people he knows and his friends, and he just gave up the location of his mother and father. Like, that makes no sense. Like, dude, come on. And I like that uh, that Daryl did almost everything except smack him upside the back of the head like, you idiot. Like, I just thought that was pretty good. Oh, and I did like the little information about Carol, uh, about how why she grew her hair out. I thought that was really good, too. Your thoughts? Um, you know, this, this, the whole episode really kind of was working on, on a trope that I really hate, which is moving the plot by idiocy. It's like right. nothing, uh, nothing would happen if people did anything smart. And particularly when it comes Henry. to, to <laughs> Henry, I mean, he's, you realize that the, the Henry character from last season when he was a little kid was smarter and more capable than the Henry that we've got now. Right. And we're supposed to believe that he has spent all this time being raised by the two most capable characters in the show. Uh, well, amongst the two most capable by Carol and, and by Ezekiel. So there's, there's no way that he should be as stupid as he is and as incompetent and gullible as he is. And, and trying to accept that he did all this just because he likes a girl is, I'm sorry, I just couldn't. It was, it was just dumb watching every single mistake he made that you would, you would accept out of a character who's like been raised in complete comfort by, and, by and wolves has, uh, yeah <laughs> by wolves. that's good no, even by wolves he'd learn a little more than this um but i mean he'd, he'd have to be in this little comfort bubble where he's never had to question anybody's integrity or honesty and never had to come up against people who were who were dangerous and he's lived a whole life that is exactly that yeah, so it makes no he, sense it makes no it sense. Made absolutely no sense and the you know, while I did like the the flashbacks, the fact is by the, I think it was like the second flashback when they had the father cutting his beard. And I'm going, this is not, this is the exact opposite. She's remembering 
her father doing what her mother did because that's no no guy c- cuts his beard and says well i kept it long because of you that's that's a woman's comment about having long hair oh that's true i didn't uh, think that you know what i did think that was odd but i didn't know why that was odd yeah it's just not a comment that a man would make <laughs> you know, men, men will grow men will refrain from growing beards because their their uh lady does not like it but they don't, you know women don't want the, your beards long that's true yeah yeah very it, was, true. It, it was the exact and also you know we kept seeing him with the beard anyway so it as soon as that happened i went oh she's remember everything exactly backwards so when they finally you know revealed that um, and they revealed it, of course, at the most convenient time. You know, she, she hears a baby cry as she's about to, uh, you know, bash Henry's brains out. And suddenly she has this epiphany. And it it was the kind of thing that I ex- I would expect from a, a much lesser show. And, and one of the reasons that I, I'm finding the writing becoming really, really sloppy for The Walking Dead. It's something that would not have occurred a couple of seasons ago. And and we're seeing now, and I just I think it's and, and I think they're depending on Henry to be so they've destroyed his character. Yeah. And now I wouldn't trust Henry to do anything. I mean, the thing that's crazy is part of the storyline was supposed to be uh, Maggie's and Carl's because Carl was supposed to uh, befriend Lydia, and Maggie was supposed to be the one questioning her in the cell. And I can't imagine Maggie being that dumb, and I can't imagine Carl being that dumb. So, like, all of that is, like, so now you've replaced with two different people. Oh, and what's hilarious is last week, uh, Michonne was, like, talking to Daryl. She's like, you're the best judge of character I know. I was like, in what universe? But whatever. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so this episode, the flashbacks I thought were good, but Henry's idiocy just really kind of ruined a lot of it for me. Um, next up, we're going to talk about God Friended Me. And this is that feel-good show that makes you feel good and cry and feel good, but not like This Is Us. It's it's like you don't you don't cry and sob on on God friended me. You just have a nice warm smile. So, uh, David, what did you think of this week's episode? Um, yeah, I thought. I mean, if you put it even saying it in the same sentence as This Is Us, it just it pales in comparison. No, it's, I don't, it's I don't, not. It's nowhere near as good. Yeah, I don't feel you know like the these episodes they're they're kind of you know harmless as my wife says it's it's, it's uh not tv that i go out of my way to watch but if it's there i'll watch it i mean i watch it for the podcast and i watch it because other people are watching it and i watch it because i want to like it because i like the concept a lot um but they're just not living up to the potential that i would you know like them to uh, there's nothing you're right there's it's nothing a- remarkable yeah, it's a it's a very CBS family friendly, nothing dangerous kind of show. Formulaic. It's very formulaic. It's a very formulaic but they don't go I, I will say, the line, yeah, they color know. completely inside the lines. But I yeah. will say that usually by the end of the episode, I have a nice smile on my face. Like it's like, oh, that was nice. But I really yeah. want to ask Olivia because you watched the show, and David, I don't know if you did watch the show, but do you think this is better than? Uh, oh the no! Other don't show? say it! Don't say it! <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. I just want to know now that you've not, seen a whole season. It's not the same kind of show. It's uh, not. David, have you, did you see? Did you ever see Jason almost saves the world or something? Or, or I can't even remember the name of the show yeah. anymore. I did thought, you? I thought I liked that a little better because I like Jason Ritter. Um, right. He's he's his charisma drove that show a little better than uh, than this show has been going. So in my opinion, that was that was a. Uh, factor in my liking a little more 
but it was never, again, it's a harmless show. It's not anything especially yeah. remarkable or unusual or unique or whatever. So, well, yeah, and this show, this show is not trying to hit the same buttons. It's, it's, it's not trying to really be a comedy at all. It's trying to be a feel good drama and it, it is very much by the numbers. They, they, they get a message from the God account they go find the person. They got takes them half the episode to figure out what the actual problem is, and then they they use their gumption and know how and and solve the problem. And the people are never mad at them at the end. They're always like, "Thank you so much for helping us!" Yay! Right. And that's I mean, the, one thing- that's the definition of every single episode. But sometimes it, some of the episodes really work better than others. Some of them really kind of hit your heart a little bit. True, true. I mean, you see when, like, the two, um, what's her name, the, the main characters, uh, uh, when they, they have this friendship that's, you know, flirting with, with flirting or whatever, flirting it's, with flirting. <laughs> it's bordering on, you know, an intimate relationship, and uh, when, you know, one person's in trouble and the other comes to the rescue, and, you you know, you, you like the characters enough that, that you're happy when that happens and so forth, um, and... And like in this episode, uh, the other guy, the, the third uh, main character, uh, when he's who got uh, a, running the team that he's IT got a promotion, team, right. and he right to the IT uh, manager position, and all the people were against him, and he he ends up you know uh, not outsmarting them, but you know impressing them or whatever, and then being a nice guy about it. That's kind of a nice you know feel good moment because I can you know I, I can probably relate to him as, as much as any of the other characters. So uh, that was that was especially good in this episode. But generally, like I said, it's it's not a show I would uh, run out of my way to watch. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next up, let's talk about The Passage. And this episode uh, is episode six, I believe. And what I really love about this show so much is that the pacing is just so good. Like, so many things happen in one episode where you think that any other show would, would have stuff drag out. Uh, I like that this show is just like, okay, well we were going to escape, but then we got captured. And the only thing about, and so then they, they, they find, they reveal in this episode that if any of the vampires, we're not calling vampires, which is stupid, uh, bites, they're calling them virals. Virals. If anybody bites someone, then that person, what'd you say? I said sire line. They there set you up go. The, the, the whole, the I, yeah, exactly. So if the one that made you gets killed, it you die. Um, so that was really like you find all that out as they're chasing this dude, and he's and he's making vampires faster than you can make pancakes. Like it was just like he was just rolling. And there was and it was uh, that I thought that part was really good. Uh, the only thing is I fought I felt that uh, oh the guy the agent the agent kept yelling at. Amy to listen to him and I was like dude you're not listening to her which is of course why she was acting out and and acting like a brat was because she was trying to get his attention and he was so worried about everything else that was going around that he wasn't paying attention to what she was saying so then she just acted out on him and then finally he was like light bulb and the thing that that I didn't like was I figured out that he wasn't listening to her before he figured it out. I was like, oh, I was like, why is she acting so weird? I was like, oh, because he's not listening to her and he's yelling at her to listen to him. I get it. I and, actually disagree. I disagree oh. wholeheartedly. Okay, I go thought ahead. The, but I thought that setup was 
actually giving you that was kind of grounding you in her loss. I mean, they hadn't really, really addressed the loss of her mother. And it's funny because you know how much I hate kid actors. And when she when she started acting petulant and, you know, annoying, I thought, oh, God, I was like, (laughs) I'm going to let you do this for three episodes max. And then I was like, then we're going to have to fix your attitude because I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So uh, to to support your thing about how they move things along, I kind of laughed. I really did because I was like, great, they resolved this really quickly as well. No, 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 I'm glad Um, that they resolved it quickly. I'm just mad that I figured it out before he did. That's all. No, 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 I know. I know. That's not where I was going. I was just saying that, that, you know, but but my point is they made a point to talk about how he had to relate to her. Uh, he shared about it was a, to me. It was more about character development and and kind of bonding and their loss. He shared. She did not know that he had lost a daughter her age. She talked about missing her mother. So I think she was acting out more because of yes. Don't don't I don't disagree with you. She was getting angry because he wasn't listening to her. But I think that her lack of patience with him and and the kind of the real kind of. Um, a bitter kind of whatever was that it was actually more of uh, the her her feelings of missing her mother and loss it was triggered by the loss of her book you know and she kept talking about that book and so yes on the surface she was mad but it, i think really it, for narratively also i think that it was them kind of giving you which i like about the show um it's really grounded in their relationship the two of them yeah, um it's very believable the acting is top notch so the two of them acting in it so it's not just the script giving us you know something nice it's it's them living up to the material so for me i thought it was just yet another moment to kind of i mean you got to give them bumps on a road it's like any relationship even if it's not a romantic one you know the push and pull and the liking disliking it just kind of gives you you know, notes high and low and stuff. So, and they're still getting to know each other. The, right. the fact that she did not know that he didn't, he had a daughter her age that he lost, um, you know, we're, I don't know how many episodes we're into it. And I honestly would have thought that he would have said something sooner just to kind of be like, listen, can I'm really behind you, but whatever, there's too much going on in the show. So, <clears throat> so anyway, so no, I, I, I don't think, and that makes me like her more because it's more sympathetic. She isn't just, you know, being listen, tell me, you know, she's, <laughs> she's hurting, you know, and then he shares and, and whatever. So to me, I think that that's also very um, indicative of, of why I like the show. They do, like you said, they, they keep things going, which is great. And then, um, but they balance it. It's not just an action, you know, kind of, zombie dracula whatever um you know monster move uh, monster show they slow it down when they need to and they do it well so the tone and pacing is excellent it doesn't break like when the when the uh doctor the lady doctor the head of the whole thing and the head of security have their moments and stuff whether it's in flashback or whether it's current um that's also very sweet and poignant and it doesn't make everything stop it's it's weird because you're like okay there's a bunch of virals running around but we're still gonna have this sweet little moment in a hallway <laughs> um, and it's like really are you um but i buy it and so i think that the balance of of both the pacing and the tone uh, in a show like this would be uh, it's a little tricky and i think they do a really nice job and then the last thing i want to say though is i was telling someone else this the other day they were like you're watching a show about vampires and i was like yeah but it's not what you think it kind of reminded me a little bit of just a little bit and hear me out before anyone says anything like i think it was it 28 days where like it's you know it's fantastical we're talking about vampires or virals but i like that um and they did bring in the kind of 
vampire tropes, the sire line and the sunlight and all of that stuff. So it's definitely following that, you know, lore. But at the same time, it's really rooted in a very modern, you know, um, it could be blacklist. It could be, yeah, you know, whatever. I, I need to wrap you up, though. I, sorry, I wanted sorry, to, sorry. I wanted anyway, to ask. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, no, anyway, so Allison, have, did you have any thoughts before we move on? Because we have to keep moving. Yeah, no, actually, I, I liked I, I like the way that they're bringing in little bits and pieces of vampire lore. Although the sire line, you know, I have to ask if that's the thing that, you know, the, the person dies, if their sire dies, when Fanning was infected, they killed the guy who who infected him. So why didn't no, he didn't. just die no, they immediately? Didn't. They didn't kill him. He's not still living in a little cave he in, in he South America. I'm pretty I sure. I thought that they killed him. I don't think I they did. I swear they Because they were him. all freaked out uh, by him being bit. Right. But I, I could, I'm, I remember as. Oh, we have to, know. we'll have to fact check that. But in I, any case, in any I case, think he there escaped. Was, yeah, there was the, you know, I, okay. So there was that, that just sort of, you know, bothered me. But the, other than that, I did really like the episode. And I also liked the flashbacks that they were having between Dr. Sykes and Babcock. And seeing that Babcock has a very personal vendetta against her, which I can't entirely, you know, fault. I mean, but I also I can't fault the doctor. I can't. She was used, but I can't fault the doctor for not continuing their friendship when she thought she turned into basically a zombie, like she wasn't moving or talking. That's not the issue, though. The issue is that she lied. That's true. Kept insisting that everything would be fine and it would be great and nothing bad was going to happen. She was going to look after her. And then, of course, she, you know, she turns into a monster. So I think that that's, she has an issue that is legitimate. She she was like, (laughs) I want to know what you taste like. (laughs) That's so crazy. And as soon as you find that out, I was like, Screw your jobs. You need to kill them. And mm-hmm. and I like that they came to the same conclusion. They were like, screw our jobs. We need to kill them. And the only problem is they now are hesitating because it'll kill the girl, which I get. But if these get, guys get out, the world's over. So Exactly. In, if you in were, reality, if you were, they would have just said, okay, well, that's really sad, but bye. Yeah, I'm like, if you were willing to sacrifice the girl and do the test on her, then you're willing to kill her. Uh, to save humanity, because that's what it came well, down were, to. If this were a two-hour movie, that's how they would have, you know, ended it really poignantly and sadly. But like, it's a series, so they just got to yeah. stay alive. Well, no, I, I, kill I, I know that, but I'm just like, I'm just saying, no, nah, just kill her, kill her. All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about this is us, and this episode was a very Beth episode. In that she was literally the main focus. We did uh, present day Beth and flashback Beth. And, and interme- intermediate Beth, Was too. there intermediate? Oh, yes. There was little, little yep. Beth, and then there was teenage Beth, and then there's grown up Beth. Yeah, we it did three all versions. Beth all the time. All yeah. Beth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, what did you think? I thought it was good. I, I, I mean, it's, it's good. I, I guess I hear she's a fan favorite. So, I mean, and I like the character. Um and uh, it's good to dive into her backstory since we've seen a lot of other backstories uh, um, evolve uh, or emerge. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I read something about she uh, wanted to do the dancing herself. She didn't use a double. Um, so I was kind of waiting to see what happened. And they didn't use a lot of it. They just I cut- know. They kind of yeah. cut around it. I saw that. 
I was like, oh, she can't dance. Well, she's not. Yeah, a, she I mean, can dance, but she's not a ballerina. She's not a ballerina. No, but I mean, right. you know, if if she yeah. is really a dancer, I, they they should have opened up and actually shown her because the the trouble is they called attention to it by shooting it the way you'd shoot someone who really can't dance. Right. Right. And I think she had a passion for it in her youth, but I don't know the actress, but I don't know if she how far she actually got. I mean, I think she gave it up. And she, it was said that there's a parallel between the character, and I don't know if they wrote it that way because of her, but um, that the character gave it up as well. So I don't know. But, I mean, it, it's – anyway, it's a, it's a, it was a nice story and, and good to see some backstory in her mother, the, the dynamic between her and her mother a lot. So um, I liked it. Wasn't wasn't the most you know deeply touching episode. Uh, some of the characters that I relate to more weren't around, but, uh, but it was a good episode. All right. Any other thoughts? I, well, I got weepy during it. I did. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was a really nice episode, and I liked seeing seeing more about Beth because I think you know. I, I think I've even commented before that really we don't know that much about her, and we never really get very much into her character. And so seeing all, yeah, this episode was Randall. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing you know someone outside the Pearson family, you know how they how they got to where they are and their background and. Um, and their family and all of that. Uh, I really liked seeing that. And it, what I, what I thought was really impressive too, was the actress who played the teenage version of her, yeah. um, had her mannerisms down. And I honestly didn't even realize she had mannerisms until I saw this girl doing <laughs> that. And yeah. I went, Oh you my did a good God. Job. Amazing. Yeah. Good job. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a terrific episode. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. What it showed to me is when This Is Us focuses on one theme and one person, the episodes are far stronger. Like the Vietnam episode with the dad was one of my favorites because it was just about him. Mm-hmm. And it's when uh, it was him and his brother and all those flashbacks. Oh, that was, that was amazing. But like when you deal with the whole family and everybody, you have all these people to juggle there. I don't think they're quite as strong. I, I disagree. I think that, I mean, I think that the deeper episodes have their place. And I think that gives you context for the characters that you see with in, in relation to the other characters in the ensemble. But I like the ensemble ones uh, better, generally speaking, I think. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So we're all saying thumbs up for This Is Us. Uh, next yep. up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And this episode was all about who stole the money? Did The Rookie steal the money? Oh, no. Well, I mean, the thing that's silly is no one really believed the rookies were smart enough to figure out a way to smuggle out mo- that in, any kind of money, especially since they had no idea that that would be the duty they were going to have that day. And they didn't know the procedure well enough to figure out how to get around the procedure. So you, just the whole idea that they some kind of way managed to steal $250,000 is ridiculous. Well, it's interesting that they said, oh, that they were saying that they didn't think they were smart enough, but they also didn't, did they say that they didn't think they were, uh, that they thought they were too honest to do that? No, it wasn't that they <laughs> okay. thought they were too honest. It was just that considering, well, the, the, yes, considering the situation, they were like, there's no way you guys could have figured out how to do it. And um, I agree. Like the most they got was, what would I do with this million dollars if we had it to spend? Like that's all. That's as far as they got. Right, so, and I think that's largely because they are honest characters, and you know you can't imagine them actually being guilty of that. So it's like, why would the if we can't imagine them being guilty, why would the well, I mean, the, the, pol- I mean, the, the police had? I mean, they have the procedure. If the money disappears, these no, are no, the no. things you have to do. So 
I, I think that their training, their TOs didn't think that they did it. Uh, but they still understood the procedure they had to go through. So it was just, yeah. it was a, f- I think, go ahead. I think that this was probably their weakest episode uh, okay. ever. I mean, and I don't think that it was terrible by any means. It still kind of gave you what you wanted. The, you know, they focus on the the friendship of the three, um, you know, and that uh, whatever. I mean, I don't need to spend time talking about it. Um, it was it was fine. It was absolutely watchable. It was super predictable when when they bumped into when um, Chen bumped into that guy. I don't I don't think they showed us his boots, but he was carrying a bag or something. I well, absolutely I, I recognize the actor. Oh, oh, I didn't. But 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 anyway, so I thought so there wasn't my point is on every level, like even the mystery wasn't a big mystery. I thought, oh, well, that's something we're going to have to pay attention to that. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think it was nothing, you know, so isn't isn't it interesting how when you notice that there's an actor that you recognize, it's a you know, it's a plot point. You know, there's somebody that's coming back. Yeah, that's coming back to something. Guest star. Yeah, totally. So, but anyway, I did not recognize him, but it didn't matter to me. So I kind of was like, oh, well, that's something. Something's happened. Um, you know, so for me, like the actual writing of the the plot of the twist and, you know, this and that and kind of whatever. And and uh, you're both right about how, like, they. I think they even said it, though, that we're like, well, we don't really believe you or you did it, but, you know, whatever. Um, and then also, Libby, you saying that it was, well, they had to follow procedure. So for me, this was just kind of a a filler episode, which isn't a, you know, a horrible thing, but I, yeah, I just kind of was like, whatever. Okay, great. Next. So yeah, they, <laughs> they do a lot of episodes that reveal police procedures. And I think this didn't have anything additional. Sometimes you get like how they react to the procedure and whatever in this way, it wasn't really unpredictable. It wasn't really surprising. So it didn't give you much to, to, uh, you know, explore the characters and they're, yeah. they're just sitting around watching the money. It wasn't a very exciting scene. So exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about the magician. Z. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Which one are you going to talk about? <laughs> I thought that, um, that oh, Quentin was highly petty. I understood why Quentin was mad at, oh, what's the blonde chick? Uh, Alice. Alice, thank you. Alice. I totally get it because she totally betrayed them and screwed them over magnificently last season. But to assume that she was there to get back with him, which was not... She was like, I know that's not going to happen. I'm just trying to save your life. And he was like, I'll, I don't care you're trying to save my life. I was like, Quentin, come on. Stop being an idiot. So I didn't... This episode was weird because it's supposed to make us be like, well, we don't... Oh, that moment, though, when Alice takes him to the poison world and you realize that's what she's doing? I was like, dude... Like, she lied to him, betrayed him, and basically killed him. Uh, that hurt my head a little bit as far as, I was like, that was kind of wrong? Like, I felt like that was a little wrong. And the fact that she was like, well, I did it because he's a bad guy, so we should do that, right? And I was like, eh, I'm not sure that that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and the fact that she can't tell... Just shows you she basically doesn't have a moral compass anymore. It's like, or hers is just broken. Uh, and I found that more worrying than all the other things that were happening. What'd you guys think? Well, I loved the main story, which was about you know Elliot and trying to get out of you know we re- now that we oh, realize right. that he is definitely alive and he's trapped in a corner of his mind. 
um, his his effort to try to get out and tell his friends that he's still alive was fantastic. I mean, there were it, they did this amazing mix of poignancy and hilarity, right? Ridiculousness. Um, I, I mean, yeah. it was it was it just absolutely perfectly done and i love his imaginary versions of his friends to act as guards you know to to ward off the monsters and all of that was was great but that one scene where they went back to that moment from the end of life in a day where they uh quentin and and elliot sit down and start talking to each other and then they show you that there was more to that conversation and it's just it, that moment was so fantastic where, where Elliot you, realizes he's, you know, he blew it at that moment where Quentin was, he was, he was willing to actually have a relationship with him and give that a shot. And he shied away from it. He backed off. And I, I that whole scene was just absolutely fantastic. I, I will tell you right now, I got a little misty watching that scene. And also now I ship the heck out of that. That is my current ship on Magician. Screw everybody else. <laughs> That's the one I'm cheering for. That is my end game. Even well, though, apparently, even apparently though, you're not alone because it actually has a name. It's Quelliot. <laughs> <laughs> even though Quentin is one of my least favorite characters and he usually irritates me, I like him with Elliot. Oh, and, I do. And that scene, I was like, oh my God, we almost had this? And I was just like, oh, yeah. This is the end game. This is where we're going. Yeah. I mean, I love Elliot and Margot, although they're not a romantic couple. Right. But um, Elliot and, and Quentin have just got this absolutely magical chemistry together. And I really hope that they, they work on, on going toward that. And now that w- they know for a fact that, that Elliot is alive and have <laughs> refrained from trying to kill him... Um, I really want to see if that's going to actually go somewhere, if they're eventually going to start moving in that direction, because I just love the two of them. They're great. I will have to say, though, I saw the preview for next week, and they finally gave me the real penny. I hate this faux penny that we've been stuck <laughs> with so long. And I, now I like get... Penny 23. I do. I, I miss our penny, but yes, I, but I, I mean, like it, the, the pro- My main problem is no one mourned him. I think that's my issue is that none of the cast acted because they got this new penny. No one well, in the Katie cast... did. Katie did. Yeah, but I don't really like Katie. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> but like all his other friends are like, oh, we just got this other dude. It's fine. And I'm like, no, it's not fine. So I think that's where a lot of my anger comes from, is that they just accepted this new guy as Penny without really blinking about it. Yeah. And it well, really I think it makes writers... me angry. Angry. Yeah, I think the writers kind of fell down on that. And I think part of the reason is because technically, yes, they, they killed Penny, but they didn't kill him. They they Banished him to the library so for a million they, years. Yeah, but they, they uh, you know, they tell him at the very end, all the, all the other librarians are so excited to see him because he's a rock star as far as they're concerned. Because apparently, yes, he goes on for, for millennia more. And and has all kinds of crazy, wild adventures and becomes really super famous. So we were left in this situation where it wasn't just, oh, sad and he's a prisoner and he's died and, and now it's it's empty and awful. And instead it was like, oh, no, he's going to go on and become a, some kind of superhero. So it and was like, we don't get to see it. But, you know, I think I think the writers felt like, well, 
you know, we don't have to feel bad about this because we gave him a, a positive end. Yeah, but you can't mix and match the pennies like they're interchangeable. That's really my issue. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you there, but I think that that was possibly what went into the thought of just not mourning him sufficiently. And I'm glad that they're bringing him back. I got very excited when I saw that. Any other thoughts before we move on? Okay. Are we the only ones watching it? Apparently. Hmm. I haven't seen this season yet. I haven't watched, haven't started the season, so. It's a very, very good season. It's it's better than most. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Deadly Class. And this show goes up and down in my estimation. Sometimes I think it's really, really good. And sometimes I'm like, why am I watching this? That's Uh, funny. That's the same thing I was thinking. Because I didn't. And I and I went into there was I don't know what the third episode or the something like that. I was like, oh, this really could be good. And then you know, it was like again, eh, it was okay. It was nothing special. So I don't know. Yeah, and this episode didn't help. Um, yeah, we had basically the we just find out that the woman that comes in to oversee the school is actually the sister of the headmaster, and but she some reason has more authority over him. But she hates him and resents him. And there's like this whole family fighting thing happening which is why she's coming down on the school the way she is and I, well as a, as a sister in a sister brother asian relationship i can <laughs> clear that up for you right now um, <laughs> <laughs> mystery solved she she resented that she was passed over and wasn't believed in uh even though her skills seemed to be far superior than the brother well, or except that she very- was no 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 she wasn't passed over she no. got sent to training earlier than he did, and she no, but felt... she felt yeah, no. That's her point. She was, she was sent so away to China, better. though. Yeah, so, and just yes. Listen, I no, I'm not saying that the show is makes that much sense, but trust me, the vibe that she was sending out was that she was not favored for whatever right, reason. Right, right, right. She was given the opportunities that he was given. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. Correct. So there, so that, she there, makes it yeah. seem like it's his fault, and he's like, I don't want to fight you. She can resent. She can resent it. She can resent it. Listen, I mean, it <laughs> says them. I feel this feels a little uh, personal that you're getting right now. The kid sister. No, actually, that it's kind of hilarious because I, um, my relationship with my brother and my father was actually the complete opposite uh, in 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 some ways. But anyway, the point is, uh, I could still see it. I can relate, but I, I didn't resent my brother actually. Um, so, but but I could see that dynamic easily happening, and you know, especially because the father's gone. It sounds like so. Yeah. Then you're transferring, you know, the the kind of bitterness. It's pretty, you know, psych one hundred and one slash Asian version. <laughs> Well, then now we got the secret reveal that his wife and daughter didn't die. Or this is another secret wife and daughter that he has. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was fun. I thought, oh, here we go. Something else. So, yeah. Um, he, I think that's like a really good guy that like kind of maybe got put upon to like take stuff over or like he was forced into this life in some ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looks and like so, it's a family business. Their father started it and he didn't really have a choice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, um, I want to jump in by saying, uh, just adding to the to the same stew that I, I'm very. I I thought I liked the show better than the other show we're going to talk about later on Umbrella Academy, but um, and I've got stuff to say about that show, but um, but I don't love the show. The first episode or two, I was in it, and I thought, oh, this is going to be so much fun, and then. It just, it really does kind of go in and out for me, and I don't quite know why. I think right. there's a lot of 
style versus substance. I think that episode, while fun to watch, uh, you know, the one I know it was last weekend. No, Vegas, um, the one where they went to Vegas. The Vegas episode reminded me of Natural Born Killers slash, you know, whatever that whole genre, true romance, kind of a road trip movie with drugs and guns and violence and shortcuts and psychedelic stuff. And and while fun to watch, it was a little kind of like, really, do we need all of this? You know, Um, and, and it didn't seem quite in the style or I don't know, it just kind of seemed a little bit outside. It's it's like their musical version, you know what I mean? Like their, their episode, like it just, it didn't quite fit with everything else. And it kind of, it kind of was like a little bit of a, it wasn't a drag simply because it was visually kind of fun to watch, but I'm having trouble with the darkness of the show. I don't know. Was it you, David, or was it, I can't remember who was it. Was it you? Might've been me. Cause it's, it's very dark. And then, and I agree completely about that last episode. I watched them both together um, yesterday, I think, and uh, it was so trippy and very stylistic. Uh, but I, it was confusing to me. It wasn't like it added something. It was just like totally took over, and it didn't really um, move anything forward for me. No, no, not at all. So, so for me, um, I think I, I, I don't remember who, but I, I do remember you, David. But maybe someone else saying that the show was a little too, too dark for them, or dark, or whatever. And I didn't mind the darkness because I felt like. That was the that was the energy we were getting, whatever. But for me now, it's just it's relentless, you know, and it doesn't seem to I don't know what I can't put my finger on it, but it's actually getting a little too dark for me as well. And I'm just kind of like there is no redeeming. There's I don't know. There's nothing to counterbalance all the darkness, you know, right. and, I think I was going to say I, I agree that, that it is very dark. And that was one of the problems I have. There are a couple of moments that I notice um, like, uh, what's his name? The main character, uh, Marcus, uh, you see where he's a little more sympathetic and a little more human now and then, but not a lot. I mean, and then there was a, there was a moment, I think it was in this episode where, uh, or previous episode, I guess it was this one where, uh, Willie is in the comic book store and, uh, Marcus helps him, uh, meet this girl or whatever. And I thought that was nice. It was a nice little, uh, positive thing, but they're not that many of them. Yes, exactly. That's a great point because I, I did notice that as well. And I thought that was a little bit of a reprieve and it went kind of back to the high school kind of aspect of the show. So uh, that'll bring us nicely into my critique of legacies, which also takes wait, place. Wait, 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 I gotta, gotta wrap, wrap that up and then you can start. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm just, I'm prepping, I'm planting the seed. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, confused about the show I'll, I'll write it out but it's 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 a, ch- a little bit of a chore and it's a little too <laughs> relentless for me all right uh next up we're going to talk about legacies as i sing uh it was the musical episode of legacies and yeah. what did you guys think uh keep in mind i cut about four of these scenes so be careful what you say no, <laughs> no be honest well i I'm not trying to curry favor, but I loved the episode. I mean, I thought it was a little silly. I mean, funny because I didn't, you know, at first I didn't think I wasn't going to call it the musical episode. But then I really I laughed because I thought, what did they have like a staff meeting and, and have everybody go, OK, who here can sing? Because we're running an episode and we want to give you a song. So just raise your hands and we will feature your great singing voice that we didn't know you had. So, um <laughs> And it, it was great. I was like, oh, you can sing. Wow, look at you. Like, you know, so it was 
it was fun to watch, but it was not, unlike the Vegas episode, to me, it, it didn't not further the story or the characters. It, they somehow intertwined, you know, I mean, with the conceit of, oh, we're having a talent show. Um, but even the one that didn't wasn't in the talent show, the teacher, she's like, well, we'll just do karaoke. So it, it, for me, it was a fun kind of a, a slight aside, but it still absolutely moved both the story and the characters forward. And for me, I thought it re- it does get the balance right of like, the supernatural and the, you know, and the mythology. And then it's like, oh, but they're in high school, you know, and all of the things that we've watched in every John Hughes movie ever. Um, but like it, they do it in a nice way. So I'm really, I feel like it's really hit its stride and I enjoy it immensely now. I mean, Yay! I've always, yeah, but I'm, I, I love it. And it, like I said, even though this was their musical episode, it, for me, it didn't seem like a complete stop or a complete waste. Um, and it was really fun to see them all that way. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I will tell you this, listening, watching the dailies, I was shocked when I heard no. people singing for the first time. I was like, what the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much my response. Uh, anyone else? I just thought it was a really fun episode. And I was really impressed with some of the singing ability that I saw on display on the show. It's like, wow, he has some pipes. Uh, uh, he, uh, he who you're referring to, the werewolf? Fire. The, vampire, I'm sorry, the, the vampire. vampire. Specifically him, because he just blew me away. I mean, he was there, on, were, there were some other people in, with great voices, but wow, he was amazing. He was in the original production of Hamilton. Okay, that makes oh, sense. Oh, was it, original? it was either Chicago or, hold on, I gotta look it up now. And not be yeah, telling false lies. But yes, he was like in that, Hamilton. But that explains a whole lot, because he, yeah, he was he just, absolutely. he just absolutely blew me out of my chair he was amazing and i other than that i thought it was a really fun episode and i also loved the little bit with the two um the 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 owner of the place and and i i don't know i guess she's a teacher yeah Uh, emma Emma and alaric yeah and and alaric and i i love the two of them getting drunk and singing karaoke and clearly (laughs) Clearly, he cannot sing. She's amazing. <laughs> She's, She's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, clearly, he's not one of the singers. And that was okay, because it was just a karaoke. But what I love was the moment where, you know, they decide to, to shock themselves to get the little parasite out. And, you know, it works for her. And then he tries it. And nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, that was true. <laughs> like, oops. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. uh, answer. He was part of Hamilton chicago he played marquis lafayette ah okay he played lafayette oh so he played older yeah there you yeah go. He's, he's terrific just i i hope they give him more to do because i really really enjoyed that you know he's he's it, it's getting a little old actually him just kind of playing Angry. a tough guy all the time yep. well, oh yeah they've yeah. opened him up yeah they opened him up a lot yeah, yeah seeing, with this. seeing more is is really nice so oh, I, I, like I really want to say this. I really want to say this. Oh, my gosh. I did not realize how much I, I think, internalized, how much I disliked Hope's emo thing. Like, I mean, I get it. That's her whole thing. It started in the, you know, in the in the um, the originals, emo. whatever. Her emo I get thing. why. She, yeah. What? I'm trying to get it. If what you mean by her emo thing. Oh, well, I mean, the, I, she sparkled, like, physically, her eyes lit up when she was able to play happy, you oh, know, right. uh, yes, warmed yes. up hope, you know what I mean? Um, she was, like, a delight, and it was hilarious, and, and you know, and I'm not saying I want her to be that the whole time or, or ever again, I mean, I get her character, you know, but it was really a little bit of a revelation, she, like, she, like, looked 
she seemed prettier, you know, she like, seemed, <laughs> you know, like her eyes were all bouncy. And I thought, wow, that's really good acting. Cause I was like, she really embodied, you know, I'm not normally like this, you know, and um, my entire personality and being has changed, but it did actually bring to light to me a little bit. I was like, Oh yeah, she kind of really is a downer. The, <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the you know what I mean? Uh, and I was well, like, what, I, did you, what do you think of her? And Land- well, she, she wasn't under the bug influence when Landon sang her his solo. I know. And that's what I was hoping. Oh, yeah. So a great point. So that's what I was hoping as with any kind of experience, even though they were under the thing of the drug, I'm hoping that like some of it stays and maybe they'll even address it or talk about it a little bit that in in allowing her to because it was an inhibitions thing and allowing her to kind of see herself that way. You know, maybe it kind of shines a spotlight to her own self that she just really needs to kind of embrace or nurture that lighter side of herself and Mm -hmm. open herself up. And I hope that in the show, you will know you because you cut cut it, but you know that <laughs> carry that on, you know, and that we we see that journey for her because I loved her interaction with Landon, and for me, th- that it created lightness in him. It did, and that was sweetly played. And so now I'm a little bit more behind the that that ship. I mean, I'm still you know team werewolf, but I I really thought okay, now this is going to make it a little bit more interesting because it'll be a little bit more tension between all three. You know what I mean? Right. I'm I'm loving what they're doing with that with that triangle. I really, it's all believable. Yeah. It's all good. And the editing of the, uh, (laughs) the editing of of which scene, which scene are you? All of the, I don't know which ones you did. So this is, this is totally objective. No, but all the editing of those intimate scenes, you know, where the eyes flicker and the, the pained look of, you know, the, with the, you know, the hugging or the, this, or the, you know, um, my point is, I I cut the Raphael and um, hope scene where she cuts his face and, and she's yes, all, yeah, so I, cu- I cut that scene. That's to me. I was like, oh, this scene is so intimate and, se- you know, sensual without being, like, overtly sexy. And I was like, this was, yeah, that was lovely. I thought that would really strengthen. It, they're just, they're doing the triangle really well. I just really, you know, I, I'm invested. And I'm, and also, like I said, it's a little more even now. So, yeah, I'm a fan of the show, for sure. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Gotham. And, uh, Allison, since this is your baby, what did you think? Well, I, you know, the, first of all, the title kind of gave away the direction it was going. Um, I forgot, what was it called? What was it called? It was called Ace Chemicals. And anyone who is, you know, who knows the origin story of the Joker, um, because, you know, we've been going on is he really the Joker? Is he not the Joker? Is this, are they at the very end going to introduce yet another person who's going to be the Joker? And um, this pretty much really solidified. This is, this is the guy Um, because this is his origin story. Fall, you know, fighting Batman and falling into a vat of chemicals. So uh, I, I thought that that was interesting that they did that. I hope that that, transforms his character sufficiently that I actually accept him as the Joker because honestly even though it's the same actor and kudos to him for creating two radically different characters who are you know bad crazy bad guys but in completely different ways but still you know he was so perfect as the Joker as Jerome as Jerome and then when he switched over to Jeremiah, he's really felt this whole time like an also rant, like a wannabe. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that this 
transformation. And from what I understand from interviews with the actor, that he is going to be radically different enough to that he almost thinks of it as a third character. Um, so hopefully in that in that version, he's he's going to truly embody what we think of as as the Joker. And, and the other thing about the the episode, of course, was the destruction of Wayne Manor, which is going to uh, usher in, I think, the creation of the Batcave because he has to rebuild. So why not from under the ground up? Um, and I, I there, it was just a lot of stuff happening throughout this episode, which I think lays the groundwork for the mythology that we know. And I really appreciated it from from that perspective. And in, you know, other well, than I, that, I don't know about their cheat. The only thing I was worried about was their whole cheat where he was like, I'm going to recreate the night your parents were killed since I wasn't involved in it. And we know in a, in a couple of the versions, he's the one that kills their parent, her, his parents. And so since we didn't have them him do that this ver- in this version of Gotham, he's like, well, let's recreate it. And then I can sort of be the one that kills your parents. And I was like, that's kind of lame. But Well, it, it would be except that they've gone out of their way to make Jeremiah this very needy character. And he, he really, uh, not, it wasn't, I mean, Jerome had a little bit of this, but it's mostly been Jeremiah's thing that he wants to form this bond, this almost brotherly bond with, with Bruce Wayne. And if he can't do it via, you know, being besties, then he's going to do it by being, you know, villain, a, a villain. And, you, you know, they're ultimate nemesis for each right. other so it it made sense in that in that i'm not saying it didn't make me. sense but it felt cheesy that part felt a little cheesy to me but i i think i'm just kind of over gotham this season i'm not really liking how they're wrapping up the season um well this is this is the last season so they're wrapping up period. oh i know that's what i'm saying I, i'm not liking it i'm just not mm-hmm. feeling it so they better do something towards the end go ahead david well, they they got to make all the, the the connections to the mythology, you know, complete or as complete as they're going to make them. So maybe that was a cheat, but you know, that was how they got there. Yeah, but that yeah. doesn't make it good writing or good storytelling. True. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I I'm liking this season a lot. Yeah, I mean, granted, like the only thing that I think the the only thing that that I think is that they probably could have used another season yet to get everything done because it does have the sensation of being a little bit on the rushed side. But other than that, I'm, I'm really enjoying what they're doing. Well, I'm glad you are. I'm sad. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the blacklist and this season or this week, for some reason, they are two episodes. I'm not entirely sure why, because they were kind of separate. Um, the best thing that happened in the two-parter was getting that tape and playing that in the courtroom. I thought that was fantastic because that, that in the way red described it, like he kept talking about himself in the third person, which was weird. I mean, we know he's an imposter, but it was weird for him to be doing that in the courtroom. I thought that was strange. Um, but he put a lot of emotion in that scene and it, it was just, it was really poignant. I thought that's probably the best acting that Slater's done in a while on the show. I I enjoyed it, but I, I think the best part of the episode for me came at the very end when they showed the preview for next week, which shows <laughs> finally breaking out of prison. Because I am so tired I, of it. I am over it. I'm over them being in prison. But I, I do really think that that tape was important. 
Oh, it was. And I, I, I appreciated, you know, most of the time, every, every, when you watch this show and they show previews or they, they get, they give you a commercial. Um, it's always, well, next week is going to be the most stunning uh, version of blacklist ever. And you're going to find out everything. And then of course you learn nothing. Nothing, Right. And, this episode, they actually gave you a little crumb. Um, not much, but still, I mean, it was it was better. Well, did than you new- did you know that all this information that they the, gave in the, the tape? whole thing about? Well, it it did it did make sense of the relationship between Red and uh, Liz's mother. Um, right. It and exactly what went on and how it played and all of that. It still hasn't explained who the imposter is or why he felt the need to take red's identity specifically and hold on to it over all these years. And why, I mean, we keep seeing flashbacks where he sees himself in this relationship with, with Liz's mother and being red for decades on end. And so where is all that coming from? And, and have we just been seeing him as he is now, because that's how he sees himself these days or how long has he been like this? And why is he still hanging on to it? That none of those questions have been answered. And this show being what it is, I'm not sure it's going to be satisfactorily answered when it is, but I'd like to at least have something in the way of, of something after all these years. Okay. Uh, overall, I thought it was a good two-parter, and I agree now that we know he's finally going to get out. I'm like, thank God. Uh, so uh, that's looking up. So thumbs up for me on that. Yeah. Um, oh, and I also appreciated that Dembe was smart oh, enough to know exactly who was responsible and how it went, how it and played also, out. I really like the moment where, you know, when Liz was like, you keep his secrets, can you keep mine? And when he does, the look of relief on Red's face when he realizes that Elizabeth didn't betray him. Yeah. That was worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Like that to me should have let Dembe know he did the right thing. Because Dembe, when he sees Elizabeth and she's so relieved that he's not going to die. And he was like, Oh, is this real? Or is this, you know, he, she was like, no, I don't want him to die. He was like, Oh, that's good to know. Cause you're the one that put him here. And she was mm-hmm. like, uh, oops. Um, I mean, really, I think Dembe did it less for Elizabeth than for Red. Right. Cause Red doesn't, it would destroy him. It would, it would, it would really hurt him to find out that Elizabeth betrayed him. Um, so I, I think that's all good. And also, of course, Dembe knows the answer to who the heck the imposter is too. And he keeps telling, uh, Red to just tell her, he was like, just tell Elizabeth. And so we can move on and stop freaking killing people to keep this secret. You know, uh, I have a question for you. Do you think Dembe killed that, uh, nurse? Because he doesn't no. want to kill the nurse, and, no. and that's what I was wondering. I was like, I don't. Know that's if why he he asks her about Scotland at the end. Uh, for you know, I, I, I guess he, that's where he plans to hide her. Uh, right. But that's what he I was wondering. Yeah, Dembe has no problem killing people, but they have to be genuine bad guys. He doesn't right. kill innocents. Right, and he I, has a code. Right. Yeah, so he would tell Red, sure, yeah, yeah, I did what you asked me to, and then he'd turn around and just hide her someplace. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that's how I feel, because I was like, wait, did he kill her? Wait, what? Like, I wasn't sure. Okay, but thumbs up. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Star Trek Discovery, and this episode was all Saru all the time, and I like, I w- okay, there's two things. I liked 
learning about his sister and about his planet and all that. But man, when when uh, Pike was like, let's just bend the Prime Directive and let's not break it. They broke that thing all which ways of Sunday. Like, they took an entire race of people and evolved them against their will. That's insanity. All at once. I mean, the whole planet of them. <laughs> I it wasn't know. even like one or two and let them do their own thing. Let's just take the priests and give them the, you know, the knowledge and then no, they'll disseminate just... it over a period of a hundred years. It was like, it was literally like taking a glass vase or a, t- or a Fabergé egg and being like, smash! And just be like, there you go. Like, <laughs> tiny little millions of pieces. Like, here's the prime directive on the floor. Yeah, that was insane to me. Though. Go ahead, David. David, what'd you say? It was a subjugated egg. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but what did you think of the episode, David? Um, it was good. I mean, again, backstory on the characters is always is, is a nice, uh, 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 you know, interspersed with with uh, ensemble pieces. I like the the ones that go a little deeper into some of the characters. And Sir is a you know kind of enigma- enigmatic character so far. We don't really know that much about his his uh, history. And now that he's got some personality changes that's uh it's interesting to see how that plays against his old life um so i liked it except that he he basically evolved into a petulant teenager it was so weird well Uh, he was having some hormonal reaction or something would go yeah well one his basically his fear response got turned off yeah so he went from being afraid to almost they they said his race is actually a predator race so he went from being afraid of everything to one to being super aggressive. So it was so yeah. strange. And I know you're right. It's hormonal because he like, he's not used to this new balance. So when he got into an argument with the captain, there's this moment where you think he's about to beat the crap out of the captain. You know? right. And I think uh, Pike was like, is this about to be a fight? Like <laughs> Pike was like, uh, what's happening? Um, so I need to see where Saru settles out into like what, what his normal resting state is going to be. Yeah. Well, he, at the end of the episode, he says, you know, uh, something about when we lose our, you know, this fear, we, we, we have to be able to control, you know, now that we're not subjugated or whatever, we can now choose, but we have to maintain our, we can't just be these predators that we have been by, um, you know, by uh, historically, we have to actually take responsibility. And, you know, I don't know. It was, I mean, he gave it, a lot of mouth service, but he wasn't doing yes, that yet. Because it's, it's all new. And that's the problem with them evolving all the Kelpians at once. That, yeah, in that's one no, episode. That give, yeah, in one episode. That gives no balance. That gives no opportunity for people to settle into this new thing without, you know. And so it's just, that was a little crazy. Right, like, to I, be... To, to be fair, it would have been more helpful to see him evolve a little more before he took this evolution to his home planet. Right. Right. To figure out what he was going to end up being. Yeah. Because we hadn't seen that yet. Not really. All right. So, eh, this episode, it, I like. I agree. I liked it for the Saru bits. I just felt like tr- evolving everybody at once was irresponsible. Yeah. Also, also, I can't imagine that there isn't going to be a sect of... Uh, the Kelpians who aren't going to be super upset when they find out exactly what happened. And they're not going to be like, they're not going to be like, Oh yeah, we're just going to become super (laughs) benevolent and like not hold it against you. So yeah, for sure. I mean, no, that's 
so unrealistic and it would be interesting to see them revisit, you know, the planet and kind of see what I believe is an an inevitable conflict. Um, But I'll just say this one quick thing. It is so fun to watch. And I mean, visually, that whole scene where they are in that room trapped with that. um, Is it by Yeah, the ball, the ball. Uh, I mean, it was so just shy. You know, Allison, I know you don't watch the show and and maybe it's not enough for you to to watch the show but um it's so much fun to watch visually every episode is a movie every it, the cinematography the score uh the editing that scene was a full-on tension i felt like i was you know literally watching some you know sci-fi movie in in, in the theater um so y- even if the plot from or this from here to episode to episode isn't you know whatever i just i don't care it's re- I, there's nothing else as much fun to watch visually, high quality and production value, all of it, uh, CGI, than that show that's on right now. All right. Let's move on. Thumbs up, I guess we're getting, giving it overall. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about the Umbrella Academy. We're going to talk about episodes three through six. How many people, I know Allison has watched. Where are you guys on Umbrella Academy? I just watched the first one, I think. (sighs) Boo. Well, I got other things to watch. Hi. I got to five, and I'm going to say this. Uh, let me just say this, because I don't have much that much more to say. I got to five, and that was a stretch. I I, I really I couldn't watch another episode. And I don't mean that it's terrible, but it's too slow. I think there's a lot to going for the series, and I definitely like it more than the first episode. So, David, I want to say this. Um, if you weren't that impressed... I would definitely stick to it. It does get better and more interesting and it's intriguing the story that they're unfolding. But I've done, I did something that I've almost never done before was I literally, like I was watching, I thought this is really good. And I, you know, I'm, I like what I'm seeing and stuff, but it was so slow and it wasn't the kind of slow that's like unravels kind of really with great tension and interest and intrigue. It just was kind of slow. And I Mm. thought, Oh my God, I went on the internet and I, I literally read the synopsis for every episode. <laughs> so like, I know what happens. Cause I was like, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm on episode five. And I thought I will, I'm going to bail. If um, I was like, I'll just watch the whole ep- series now as if it were in flashbacks. So I'm going to know how it ends, but I, I'll watch it. <laughs> so, I, I created my own series. So now um, I'm still going to watch it, but it was, it's got a little long in the tooth. That's all I'm going to say. There's lots going for it and I do enjoy it, but, and it's way better than the first episode. Um, and I do like, I, I love actually the conceit of it with the time travel and the this and that, all of it. Uh, but it's too slow. It's, 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 that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, the first episode was fine, and and it's intrigued me enough to keep watching. And yeah, if there's time, there's time travel involved, which the, obviously that's saw in the first episode, uh, that always is a plus. No, it's fine. So okay. yeah, and then they do flashbacks, flash forwards because you see them as kids, you see them as adults, you see them doing things, and that yeah, I like all of that. I yeah, do. I um, Allison, your thoughts so far? Completely the opposite. It grabbed me from the beginning, and it just gets better from there. And I. I've actually finished the entire series and I ended it wanting 
you know, season two immediately, which well, hasn't even been you started know, yet. It's going to get, no. it's going to be green. Uh, it, it's probably going to get be, yeah, it's probably going to get renewed. I, I certainly hope so. Cause it ends on a huge cliffhanger. That cliffhanger was awesome. Yes, it was. And, but the thing is, I, I loved it. I didn't think it moved slow at all. And the thing that really drove me from episode to episode are the characters. I really enjoyed the characters. I think at, at the very beginning, you get this feeling that you're, they're they're more um, caric- caricatures, really, yeah. than, than people. But as the the as the season progresses, you get to learn more and more and more about them, and they become more three three dimensional. And I really started to to like them, especially I think Klaus, who just irritates. I, I know. I was say Klaus's thing is that when you first meet him, you feel like he's a waste of space entirely. And it's mm-hmm. not until he does his trip to Vietnam uh, and he's there yeah. for like a year and he comes back and he's like emotionally scarred and all this other stuff. He then feels like a real person. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. the thing that solidifies him. I think so. it, it, it adds a kind of gravity to his character. The, there's a seriousness now. He's, he's been changed and grown a little bit. So he's not just this, this empty vessel before right. that just got high a lot. I, I have a question. I have a question because I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. And in fact, that's the only reason I'm staying. No, it's not the only reason I'm staying. And I, like the, I do like the intrigue and stuff but, or the, you know, the whole storyline. But um, it wasn't that clear to me. The episode that I just finished, I want to say four or five, um, where the the father locks him in the crypt, I guess. Oh, right. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, like I, it seemed like he was torturing him, but he no. wanted to make him... No, no, no. I know. No, I'm, what I'm saying is his strengthening exercise was torturous to him. So, but I didn't quite understand why he can, he talks to the dead, but like, what, like why, like what was happening? Like why well, was the he whole, doing? The whole thing was Klaus's powers. He can talk to the dead, but the problem right. is Klaus is yeah. afraid of the dead. So he was, instead of actually using his power and just talking to the dead, he was shying away, leaving the room, not listening. He wasn't using his power. So his father was like, well, if you're afraid of them, let's just get past that. Let's put you in a room where you're going to be surrounded by the dead and you'll get over it. But right, which no. was probably <laughs> the dumbest way of trying to get somebody awful. to confirm. And I, I think but, the then, but then also, I, and I don't know if you've reached this this point in, in the series. I don't think so. But it is revealed that his dad has um, unique origins. Yes. And, and they oh, do explain why he has a hard time really understanding the feelings and motivations of his children. Right. So, um, yeah, and that... that uh, is finally clarified and it's, it's done actually with very little dialogue. I was but about to ask at- cause I wasn't entirely sure. I was like, wait, what am I watching? What just happened? I know what, I, I know what she's talking about. Yeah. Okay, so, David. Yeah. That's, uh, but the, but the, it, it, there is this moment where you suddenly realize, Oh, okay. That explains a lot. Um, and, and so you get, and, and also he's, he's been here for longer than we assumed right. and, and all of that. And, and the children may have more of, I got at least from that scene that the children may have more of a direct relationship to him than we have been, oh, uh, bought, interesting. you know, given to think. Right. I and thought she, that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's, you know, there's there's all these little things playing that I thought were great and I love I love the characters of the two assassins Hazel and Cha Cha I think they're awesome I do too. 
Yeah, um, Mary I, J. Blige yeah. is just amazing in in that part. She's great. But the, for me, the very best character in the whole thing is Five. I absolutely love Five, and the kid who plays him is is terrific. I do not for a moment question that 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 is a fifty eight year old man in a thirteen year old man. Um, he's just he's absolutely terrific, and I am completely invested in this character. I, I, I love I love his character. I agree. Yeah, like, that's the one character that stood out to me. He was so precocious and, and interesting, and like, how is this actor doing this? That's great. Well, there's this yeah, great. I, I, there's a, find out. Okay, go. I was just gonna say, there's this great scene where they're like hanging out. All the siblings are hanging out in like a bowling alley, and this woman comes up and she's like, "Would your little boy, <laughs> would your little boy like to come bowl, join our birthday party and hang out?" And it's like if that's if your two dads agree, and of course it's like the brothers, and they're looking at each other mm-hmm. like two dads. But what's great is his response. He was like, I would rather chop off my feet. And dude, he was like, his response was insanity. And it was basically the response of a 58 year old man that's asked to play with a young child. He was like, no, no, it was fantastic. And uh, I mean, it, it, and it's like the mom, like put her hands over the other boy's ears. Like, she's like, oh, my God. Like, and, and that's what I love about five. Five is awesome. Yeah. And he's, but he's totally disconnected from his siblings. I think because he's been away from them for so long. Well, yeah, he's lived an entire lifetime. Away yeah, without from them. them. And so when all the other ones are worried about different ones for different reasons, he's always like, "Yeah, I care about them too, but let's get do and do whatever." Like he's always about business. Well, the goal. He's yeah. got a big thing on his shoulders so right. I mean it makes sense I, I just want to echo because I didn't say anything positive about the show uh, but I said I liked it so there's plenty to, to like about the show and I can't complain about I can't disagree with anything any of you guys have said otherwise I would have stopped watching the show but I don't know maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind or maybe because I was binging but to me I, I really felt like I as I was watching the show I was like oh, what what's the mystery what's the I mean I, it's taken too long to tell no, me it's a, and it's that's a, really rare for me that's no, really rare. yeah I think you're in the wrong mood because I didn't have that feeling yeah but no I, I never I think if you go back to it too I think you stopped at an awkward point before a lot of things start paying off yeah, and, maybe. and and you know if you go back to it I think that you're gonna Maybe see a few things that make you go, oh, wait. Okay, well, we got to wrap this one up. We got to wrap this one up because I want to finish. We're, we're over. We're long. So uh, I think overall, I think we're saying thumbs up. Uh, sure. Next up, we're going to talk about Doom Patrol for like five seconds. <laughs> go, quick. Um, second <laughs> no. episode, uh, they introduced Cyborg, who's technically supposed to be a member of the Justice League. And they're like, oh, he's in training before he joins the Justice League. And so he's going to hang out with us for a little while. I was like, What? Makes no sense whatsoever. Cyborg does not fit into the whole Doom Patrol idea because he's already a hero. And the whole thing about the Doom Patrol is they don't think they can be heroes. They have to learn to be heroes. And Cyborg already is a hero. So it's weird to have him try to join the group. And so that was a little awkward. The best thing about this episode is the flashback slash going into the goat. Was that a goat? Donkey. The the donkey. Donkey. Going into the donkey and seeing like flashbacks to their world and learning more about the characters. So the character development, especially for Jane and finding out about her stuff, all that stuff was good. I liked it. I just think I call foul on the cyborg thing. 
But well, I think the reason that they brought Cyborg in, uh, especially because it looks like, um, you know, and I wondered at the very beginning when they said special appearance by Timothy Dalton, I knew he wasn't going to be around for the whole series. Um, so they've they've at least sidetracked him, if not gotten rid of his character entirely, which means they need somebody who's going to motivate them. And we, as you pointed out, he's he is a hero. I mean, he may have some tragedy in his backstory and daddy issues, but he he is already a hero. And I think he's the one who's got the go getter motivating force that's going to to make all the other characters. But I kind I kind of wanted to see them become that. And I think have, they and are. I feel like I, I feel like that's cheating. Someone... I feel like it's a no, I, cheating. I, I don't. I don't see so because if, you know if they were to be left on their own at this point, they aren't far enough along in their own development to pull themselves up the rest of the way. And I think that's what he is: is a catalyst so that he can. You know, every time they start to sink back into their their you know regular what was, what slump, was me. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, they've spent decades like this uh, that I think he can turn around and say, no, 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 we go in this direction, we do this and all of that. And you need that character who's going to pull them along at least for a while. So I I think that's the rationale for bringing in his character. And I actually liked his interaction with them. So, I did. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I, I liked, I did like his interaction, except that it's weird that him and, God, what's the one that's like a big machine? I forgot that dude's name. Oh, Robot Man? Yeah. Oh, oh the, the yeah. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they're almost the same. Like, you know, because he's a brain inside a big machine, and Cyborg has a couple of limbs that aren't machine-like. But, oh, and I felt the dad was super manipulative. He was like, you come back with me or I won't give you your upgrades. And I was like, really? Come on. So, yeah, it made me really dislike his dad. Um, Is that like eat your vegetables or you don't get dessert or what? Yeah, it was like that. It was like you do what I say or I won't give you any more upgrades. He's like, I can make you godlike with your upgrades. And he was like, no, Dad, this is not what I'm doing. And it was so creepy when he was in his um, the torture world and he was telling the dude, you don't know me. And he was giving the quote. He was like, I do this because of the promise I made my mom and blah, 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 blah. And so he gives this whole big speech. And then when his dad shows up, his dad says the exact same thing, exact word same for thing. word. That was so creepy. And I was like, oh, you're just mimicking your father. That's not your mission at all. Not mimicking. I thought it, the idea was that his father had programmed that into him. Oh. Because, you know, uh, the, the whole thing with Alan Tudyk's character, um, uh, no, Mr. Nobody, is he's telling him, you, don't, you can't even trust your own memories because you don't know what, are, what is real and what's been programmed into you. That because yeah because his dad like said word for word what he had said to Mister Nobody mm-hmm. and he had this moment of like holy crap yeah and um, that was that was all really good all of that was good so I agree I like that part but I just felt like it was a little bit of a it's weird because he's not supposed to be part of the Doom Patrol so that's kind of my issue and and then to give lip service to in a couple of years he'll probably go join the Justice League and I was like. Mm. That's all. All right, so let's wrap that up. Overall, uh, Doom Patrol is far superior to Titans, not even a question. Um, and I'm curious to see where they're going. I'll say that. Is it worth you... buying the subscription to DC Universe? No. <laughs> what was your question, David? But there are other means. 
I was going to say that guy that that's supposed to be in Justice League. That's just so that, so that they can uh, when he's when they're done with him on this show, they can spin off to another show that he's going to be on, and you'll want to watch that one too. Well, that's quite possible. Like, so when they finally they ha- they haven't said they're going to do a Justice League show, but if and when they do that, they can totally just spin him off to the Justice League. Yeah, yeah if they get a popular following for him in the show. Yeah, I can see that. All right, let's wrap this up. If you guys have any questions or comments, you send them to tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Widenopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.